Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 12 as we get into God's Word and a message titled, Banking in the Cloud. Verse 29 says, and, and do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink or have an anxious mind for all these things the nations of the world seek after. For your Father knows that you need these things, but seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. So Jesus repeats, don't worry about your food and drink and these, the things that, these are the things that the Gentiles, that's what he's saying with the nations and what he's really talking about is non-believers. These are the things that those who don't know God worry about. That's what they live for. These are the things that they seek after, but instead, for you, what you should seek after as a child of God is seeking after the kingdom of God. What does it mean when, we, when we're seeking after the kingdom of God? Remember, we pray this, you know, our, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. May your name be holy, hallowed, held up as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm praying that in, into my life, that God would bring his kingdom where he rules, where he is the one who everyone is looking to and everyone is subservient to. That we're praying for that and to live every day as if Jesus was coming back tomorrow. What would I do with my stuff, you know? What would I do with my job? How would I live my life if I thought Jesus was going to come back tomorrow? And so he says, verse 32, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So seek first the kingdom of God. He's going to take care of your needs. But then notice he says it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. What does that mean? What it means is that there's going to be a day when all, all the evil and all the things that have caused pain and anguish in your life are going to be dealt with. You know, Jesus is going to come for us. We're going to be with him for, in heaven for seven years, whatever that means in heaven, while he deals with the inhabitants of the earth and he deals with the problems on the earth. And then he is going to come back with us to establish his kingdom and establish his throne in the valley of Jehoshaphat, and all the nations are going to be gathered together before him, and he's going to judge those who hate him, and he's going to say to those who love him, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And you are going to rule and reign with him. Everything that Jesus inherits, you will inherit with him. And you see that as you read through the seven letters of the seven churches and the promises that we're going to sit on thrones with him, that we're going to rule the nations with a rod of iron with him, that we're going to inherit with him because he purchased us with his blood. And it is his desire 
He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all good things, Romans 8 tells us. And that's what God is going to do for you. And so going back to what James said earlier when he said this life is just a vapor that's here for a moment and vanishes away, don't live life without acknowledging God in everything that you do, because when you do that, you're basically putting God to the side and you're wasting the little bit of time you have to say, God, I want to trust you and I want to live life before you and do what you would call me to do in this life. And he's going to delight in giving us the kingdom. So what attitude should we have? Look at verse 33. He says, sell what you have and give alms. Provide for yourselves money bags which do not grow old, a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. And isn't that the problem with what we have today? I was in, this is the only time it's ever happened to me, that I, well, actually it's probably happened to me more than I, I realized, but the only time I ever really felt violated or super violated was I went to Starbucks in Pocatello one time. And, you know, I'm just used to living in Emmett, so I didn't lock my doors. I left my Maui gym glasses that somebody had given me. I'd never buy a pair of glasses that expensive, but I was keeping care, taking care of them because they were expensive glasses. And this guy who owned a glass shop gave them to me, and I thought, wow, these are great. And so I set them on my seat, and I went into Starbucks. And some turkey opened my door and stole my Maui gym sunglasses in Pocatello. I guess it's kind of sketchy over there. Who knew? I grew up there. It wasn't sketchy like that, but now it is. Anyway, you know, and, and somebody can steal all your stuff. They can steal all your earthly possessions. They can steal your identity even, you know. You have, that's the real thing. My mom got her identity stolen one time. It took her months, or probably years, to resolve the stupid thing. Somebody in Seattle had bought a house in her name and all this stuff. It was crazy. So she had to get all this work done and hire people to try to figure it out. It's just a mess. They can steal all your earthly possessions. You could lose them in a fire. You know, I talk to people, lots of people I've, I've talked to over the years who've had a fire and lost everything. Things that they valued a lot, things like pictures and things like heirlooms, and, you know, it's all gone. Boom. A big fire and, and everything's toast. Or you get sued for all you have. You know, somebody comes and sues you. It's not fun to be sued. It's embarrassing. It's horrible. And, and there, somebody's taking your stuff away from you. Awful. But if I'm banking in the cloud, in other words, my, my treasure's in heaven, that's what, I'm, that's what I care about. Not what happens on this earth, but I care about wh what's happening in heaven. I have a different attitude about everything. You know, I, I love the, the time that my wife and I spent serving the nursing home over in, in Boise. Just, we just did a little church service there on Sunday afternoons. Most wonderful thing you could ever do, because those people are so appreciative. And we, we would share with them the, the gospel and, you know, and just watch these people. I remember one time I had like 13 ladies there or something like that. It was quite a few. And I asked them, how many of you know you're going to heaven? And not one hand went up. And I said, do you know you can? Or actually, I think somebody actually said, I don't think you can know that. And I said, yeah, you can. And I shared the gospel with them, and I asked them who would want to receive Christ, and all of them raised their hand. And they all prayed to receive Jesus. And, and I, probably the next three months, like half of them were gone. You know, just like that. But here's people who have lost everything. They've lost everything. They've lost everything in life. They have nothing left. They don't have a house. They don't have freedom. They don't, they don't, some of them have lost their mind even. 
and their kids don't visit them oftentimes. And it's just such a sad situation. And yet there was a lady that was there, and I remember she'd always say, come down to my room. And she would tell us about how she'd share the gospel with people. And it, it dawned on me as I'm listening to her talk about her life and how she's sharing the gospel with the nurse and everything, that here's a lady who, although she's lost everything earthly, even her ability to walk, she only had one leg. She'd lost nothing. She was excited for life. In a nursing home, she had everything that she wanted because her possession, her prize, was Jesus. It wasn't all the other stuff. None of her possessions that she had before she got put in the nursing home possessed her, and when she lost all of them, she didn't care because she still had opportunities to be a witness and a light for Jesus, and she was the one, probably one of the only ones in that nursing home, including the staff, who was actually living actually had something to wake up in the morning for. So are we supposed to sell everything and give all the proceeds to the poor and then start preaching the gospel? I know that that's the fear, isn't it? You know, we, we don't see that example in the early church. You know, we do see some of that. You know, Barnabas had the field. He didn't have to, but he sold it and gave it to the church because he knew that it was going to benefit the poor. That was the cause, and he, he got behind it. But Mary of Jerusalem kept her house, and, and what did she do with her house? Well, she used it, it was a big house. You know, you, you hear about the house churches in the, in the New Testament. It's talk about, people say, well, in the New Testament, they met in houses. Yeah, Mary of Jerusalem had a house. Her, her upper room was bigger than this room. Remember on the day of Pentecost, 110 people were hanging out there and praying. Because people with big houses in the church would open their houses to be the church. And, and that's why oftentimes you read about, like Philemon, who was rich, he had slaves and stuff, and he says, the house in your church, or the church in your house, because he had a big meeting room, and a lot of those ancient buildings had big meeting rooms where people would gather, and, and lots of times it would be hundreds of people would gather, and sometimes small groups too, but we kind of have the wrong idea, and we think like, everybody's sitting there in a, on couches drinking lattes and opening their Bibles. It wasn't like that. It was kind of like this, actually. But, but they, she had that big house, and she didn't get rid of it, but she was using it for the Lord, right? She was using it for the Lord. So it, it, what if God tells you to do that? Well, if God tells you to do that, yes, certainly we probably should give all we have to the poor and sell it all and go serve God somewhere. And I know many people who have done that. And we had a couple up here just a few months ago who, who basically told us we're going to a place. We can't even mention it on because it's so dangerous. We can't even mention it on, on the feed where they were going and they, they talked about, and they'd sold everything that they had. They raised support, and then they moved to a dangerous place to share the gospel and to, to live amongst people who need to hear about Jesus. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.